today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. I wanted to give a plug out to uh, the powerhouse out in Stony Creek uh, over the weekend. Uh, we uh, did some drive-by out there and uh, had some ribs and wings and onion rings and uh, the spinach dip, and it was absolutely incredible. So go on to the powerhouse uh, website and look for their smoker thing because they're doing a whole smoking thing now with uh, ribs the size of your leg. So uh, it was pretty cool, and uh, we uh, went out and picked it up and stuff. So kudos to everybody at the Powerhouse and all the other great restaurants that we are uh, highlighting, and we'll do another one at 245 uh, this afternoon. All right, uh, NHL back in action tonight. Uh, let's bring in John Mattis, national hockey writer for The Score, and is with us now. John, thanks for the time. Hope you're well. Yeah, you too, Scott. Thanks for having me on, and uh, you made me a little hungry there talking about the food. Well, that's the thing, right? As soon as, yeah, forget taking the pictures. Just describing it now makes people's mouths water. It's been so long <laughs> since we've been out there. All right, so are we set for tonight? Uh, I understand some teams have tested positive in situations. Where are we? Give us a bit of an update on this, where we are for tonight. I mean, we're set for tonight as as good as you could be. I, it's a really kind of tough situation here where you have uh, 27 positive tests within the entire NHL during training camp. Not a high number, but... 17 with the Dallas Stars, so there was an outbreak there, and there were nine teams total that had at least one positive test. So not ideal, but also not crazy numbers when you consider, you know, the hundreds of people and uh, really thousands of people when you add up 31 teams and the staff and the players. So uh, in that respect, it could be better, could be worse. And, you know, in some local markets, it's, it's pretty tricky. Like, for example, the San Jose Sharks, they're going to be on the road for their foreseeable future because their local government and health officials are saying, no, no, there's no chance you're, you're mm-hmm. playing pro sports here in your arena. So they're actually playing out of Scottsdale, Arizona for their training camp, and then they're on the road for basically a month. So that's not ideal for, wow. for the Sharks organization. And you've got, you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets had problems with, uh, with some sort of either cases or tracing issues a couple of days ago. So, got, so some guys sat out. For practices, you've got two players in Vancouver right now who are, are quarantining, another in Winnipeg. Nick Ehlers, a really good player for the Jets. So it's going to be rough. We're seeing this in the NBA right now where you get to a point where there's discussion about the competitive integrity of the league. We're certainly not there by any means with the NHL right now, but if this thing snowballs and the tests keep coming uh, a positive and there's more and more significant players sidelined for and also the quantity of players per team, you got to start thinking about, okay, you know, do we suspend the season for a week, for two weeks? Do we, you know, reschedule this team's games? It's it's going to be messy. Um, I think the NHL kind of got spoiled by the playoff bubble, zero positive tests, but mind you, that was in a tightly secured uh, bubble. Well, I guess two in one in Toronto, one in Edmonton. So, Considering there's going to be travel uh, with these teams, it's, it's inevitable to have tests, and, and you just have you have to have your fingers crossed that everyone follows the rules and no one uh, takes any unnecessary risks. So, what will this look like to the viewer? Will it just be like watching last season? Essentially, yeah. There's going to be no fans in in 90% of the arenas, and even the ones that are hoping to have fans. You know, there's Arizona, Florida, Dallas. Who knows uh, how long that lasts? Uh, what the capacity will be? I don't think it'll have this raucous atmosphere that we're used to. So there's that. Uh, I know the NHL is, is planning on leaning into uh, statistical analysis a little bit more. They have a, a chip in the puck now 
and a chip uh, attached to the player's jersey, which will help create a lot of data and make that TV experience a little bit better. So, so there, there's that going on, which is was nice and positive and something exciting. And um, but from a viewing perspective, I, I would put it pretty close, probably to uh, to what we saw back in in the summer with the bubble playoffs. So will we see some areas allowing a limited number of fans in the stands, or will the NHL say, no, that's just bad PR, we don't want that, nobody's in, or will they let them do it where they let them do it? I I think, you know, it, to, to put a blanket answer on that, it would be that they're going to let them do it if the local authorities allow them to do it and the, the right. club itself is is okay with it or are, are willing to, I guess, take that risk, so to speak. Because, uh, you know, as much as that sounds crazy, uh, especially in Hamilton, where where we've got uh, a stay-at-home order, it, these teams are just getting crushed financially, not having any revenue for the playoffs. Some teams have been off for ten months. Uh, you know, this season is is leading up to billions of dollars lost league-wide because uh, there are no fans in the stands. So, you know, it's it's very much a first-world problem and you know a big business problem. Mm. The 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 person walking down the street this doesn't really affect them, but. Uh, these billionaire owners uh, are really feeling it in terms of losing a ton of revenue. Like uh, I believe it's 50% of all the NHL's revenue comes from from ticket sales and, and some of the purchases made within the rink. So we've seen it done to some success in the NFL where and the NBA where they've had you know pockets of fans spread out throughout the arena or the stadium. Uh, and, and I would assume that the NHL is going to attempt to do that in certain markets. But say, for example, in Canada, that's not even that's not even a, yeah. a, a point of discussion at this point, uh, given how the virus is here and, and how Canadians seem to be taking it more seriously. So uh, it's 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 case by case. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. How will life change for the players? How are they, like being in the bubble, that was, you know, a playoff thing and this and that, limited amount of time. How is this going to affect uh, the players when you're trying to do this over the course of even a limited season? That's a really good question, Scott, because it's it's something that the, the players in the league really had to grapple with uh, when they negotiated for this season. Because the the playoffs was one thing, right? It's like, okay, let's plow through this. It's at worst two months, and you know we really need uh, to 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 get the sport back in action here. Um, this year, it's it's a longer haul. It's about six months when you go from the four month regular season all the way to the end of the playoffs, uh, another two months. So players are going to be in and out of their own communities. Uh, there is no bubble. They, they, there was no chance that they were going to do a bubble again. It uh, wasn't great on the players in terms of mental health, and obviously the families are affected. It's just not an ideal situation, even though it does uh, do well in regards to keeping the virus out. So in this case, they're gonna they're gonna come home uh, here and there. They're gonna go back on the road. It's gonna be a sort of an in and out thing. And when they are on the road, they're not allowed to leave their hotel or the rink. That's essentially uh, their their sort of uh, stomping grounds. And within the team, there's some clubs that are keeping the, the starting goalie and the backup goalie separate, uh, like, uh, limiting their interactions so that if there is a goalie who, who tests positive or is, is forced to quarantine because of contract, contact tracing, that they, uh, they'll be able to hopefully just have one guy sidelined and, and they're not playing their third-string goalie for a couple of weeks. 
Um, or even the Zam, or even the Zamboni driver on the bench, which is, or even the Zamboni driver for that matter, John. I mean, gee, we could pull up anybody at this point. Although the the Zamboni driver would probably be the only one in the uh, in the arena that's uh, <laughs> capable of going in. What yeah, about true? What ab- I mean, they they have extended their rosters to have these quote unquote taxi squads, um, so there is some some flexibility there where there's essentially minor league players hanging around with the the NHL team for the entire season. Uh, to 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 be a basically a safety net for these inevitable tests. So it, it's messy. It's it's going to be you know a bunch of long road trips. There's obviously going to be a ton of uh, team bonding, but it, it's certainly not ideal. These guys are, are human beings. They they want to be home with their families. They want to you know live life as normal as you can in a pandemic. If that makes sense, uh, we're all going through stuff here. Um, so there's some sacrifice there. I realize some people listening are probably going, oh, but they make you know millions of dollars, which is certainly true. Uh, but day to day, I don't. I don't think it'll be. Uh, it'll be a walk in the park. On that note, uh, John, what about blowback? Is there could there be negative blowback to the NHL for this? And you know, some saying now is not the time to be doing this when we're all in lockdown. Uh, you know, or could the opposite? We need the distraction. Yeah, it's funny, right? It's like an optics PR thing. Where, for example, the other day, I believe maybe it was yesterday. Gary Bettman came out and said, listen, we're going to lose a bunch of money this season. We're doing this for the fans. We want to have some entertainment on at night uh, when people are, are isolating. And, and, you know, we're doing this for the, the good of the sport, which is like partially true, but also it, it's him spinning uh, this as, as sort of a, a goodwill effort on behalf of the league when really if they didn't uh, have the season, they'd be so out of sight, out of mind that it would have such a bad and strong long-term effect on their business mm. that it wouldn't be worth it. So there, there's that. And then, yeah, there is the sort of ethical, moral situation that, that we find ourselves in where, for example, myself, I cover the league. It's, it's my livelihood. And, you know, I'm watching the Doug Ford press conference yesterday, and I'm going, who cares about the NHL when things are so bleak in Ontario yeah. with, with COVID? So it is a juggling act in that sense. And at the end of the day, it's sports. But, you know, the flip side of that is, Hey, the, you know, we got something to look forward to every night. There's going to be hockey on for, I believe it's 118 games, or sorry, 118 days straight here. And this Canadian division wow. is exciting, and there's a bunch of storylines out there to follow. So, you know, it's it's a juggling act as as you know we're we're all doing in our heads uh, during this weird time of of not really knowing what's right and what's normal and and how we should feel about it. Where do you see this going, John? Uh, I, I'm guessing that the longer they can stay in, the better it's going to be for them. Um, uh, you know, and, and obviously you get through January, February, and, and March and such. Um, where, where do you see this going? What, what, what do you think the challenges are moving forward? Well, the challenges are, are certainly just the, the outbreaks and the tests. I think that the players and the, and the league are all in on completing this season. I don't, you know, they've negotiated to get to this point. They have boots on the ground, so to speak. So it's happening. Um, it's just a matter of plowing through those rough patches and hopefully getting out the other side with a a, a competitive regular season that that you know leads to you know really good hockey in the playoffs. I think the regular season is going to be a little tough here in terms of some nights, maybe it not being uh, the full roster, maybe you know too many back to backs leading to more injuries. It's gonna it's gonna be weird um, in that sense, but. If they can maybe even get to the playoffs and then have a bubble for, say, the final four teams, I think that the, the quality of play would, would go up. But we saw in the, in, in the summer, I mean, the, the quality of play in the playoffs was, was pretty pretty strong. So it's, it's not going to be, you know, 
every night, everyone uh, losing their minds with, with the entertainment value here. I think there's going to be some rough times. But from a logistics perspective, a safety perspective, there's certainly a threshold there, and there's certainly going to be some conversations where they go, is this worth it? But you sort of hit a point, and, and you mentioned, you know, you know, mid-season or towards the end of the regular season, you hit a point where it's like, we've gone so far, let's try to finish this thing off. Yeah. So I think getting off the ground is important here and, and, and starting strong and taking it from there and trying to, as I mentioned earlier, limit those unnecessary risks at the player level. Guys not going out, you know, don't break these rules, follow the protocol. I think that's absolutely essential here. And, and the rest hopefully will fall into place. But there is certainly a chance that this, this goes off the rails. So providing everything falls on schedule, when is this all supposed to wind up? And I guess the, the key is if it stays on schedule. Well, July, I guess, is when the, the cup is uh, hopefully going to be handed out. I believe uh, the exact date is July 15th is where they have uh, the last possible day. And wow. May 8th, if my memory serves correctly, would be the last day of the regular season. They've padded in a, a little time there to reschedule some games in a little buffer zone. Uh, so, uh, you know, hopefully they don't have to use that buffer zone. Uh, but if they do, they have a um, a spot there to land. So, yeah, it's going to be a pretty wild six months here. Uh, a lot of hockey, um, a lot of, uh, let's face it, a lot of positive tests, uh, you know, over the course of this, this period. And, and let's just hope people uh, don't get sick. John Mattis is with us, national hockey writer for The Score, talking about the NHL kicking off its season in the midst of a global pandemic. John, thanks for the time and insight. Be well. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Have a good one. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.